Although Pete Buttigieg is no longer in the presidential race, his legacy lives on in his rules of the road. Respect, belonging, truth, teamwork, boldness, responsibility, substance, discipline, excellence, and joy. Welcome to Twitter Travel's Rules of the Road. Welcome back, everyone. I'm doing the rules of the road, two at a time. Now, the rules of the road were what the Pete for America campaign put out for supporters, volunteers, staff to agree to follow. And I thought they were so right on point as far as what we need to think of whenever we're working uh, in politics or in, with groups of people or just to exist as humans. We did respect and belonging last time. And today, to talk about truth and teamwork, I have Lauren, who goes by Grandmas for Pete on Twitter. Hi, Lauren. Hi. So why, why the Grandmas for Pete? How did, how did that get started? Well, you know, when I started, <laughs> there were lots of different for Pete accounts. And I thought, well, you know, let's, I'm a little bit older than your typical, you know, Twitter person. Um, so let's just go with Grandma's for Pete. Plus, I was the new grandma, so. Ah, new grandma. That's how you just identified with that, didn't you? Yes. Okay. And you live in Illinois? I live in, yeah, northern Illinois, up above Chicago. Yeah, because I, and we met at, actually, a couple of times, but, um, so we met at the Liberty and Justice, uh, that whole Barnstormers weekend in Des Moines. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then, I, but I saw you before in South Bend, when you yes. came to help out with the office opening, and that was in October. Yes, yes, right. that but was. we just wow. kind of waved it. We just waved at each other then. Yeah, <laughs> but that, I remember that, that was super crazy and super busy. Oh yeah, really? That I was impressed that you came to volunteer. And back to the Liberty and Justice dinner that whole weekend in Des Moines. Uh, I wanted to interview you then, but it was too busy, right? And uh, I, but I do remember asking you, like, so you live in the Chicago area, and that's like, oh, well, my geography is not very good uh, as far yeah. as Illinois. You said, not really. <laughs> I mean, how far is it to? It's, how far is it to Chicago? It's probably like an hour and fifteen minutes southeast uh -huh. into Chicago because we're we're almost at the Wisconsin border. Just, just short of Kenosha, so you know, we're yeah. A bit, so you feel more like up. Wisconsin, okay? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. When I'm in the city, I feel like a Chicago person. When I'm not in the city, then I feel like more like Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to it. Truth and teamwork. All right. The first one. Truth. Hmm. I'm going to start with a description from the Pete for America publication that they put out on what the rules of the road mean. I will read it. And it starts with this. Honesty is in our nature, and it is one of our greatest means of restoring faith in our democracy among everyday Americans and building a national movement rooted in trust and faith in our country and our beliefs. Internally and externally, our effort will be characterized by fidelity to the truth. Okay, starting out with that is that first part, honesty in, is in our nature. I think it's really interesting that it starts with that. I mean, what do you think, think that means? Is it really in everybody's nature? Well, I mean, if, 
if you look at children, look at small children, like my, my granddaughter, who's three years old, honesty is in their nature. They're, they're not born to lie. Oh, that's, you know, that's a good way of thinking about it. So somehow we, we learn, you know, we learn to, to lie. Yeah. I mean, because kids, kids are born to be honest. They're born to love. They, they're not, they're not born to hate. They're taught to hate. It, it, it's, it's an evolution over time. So it's something then we could get back to our true selves then, because it's part of our nature. I mean, that's a way of, of thinking about this when we think about honesty. That, that yeah. could we get back to our natural selves and being honest? <laughs> um, um, well, for some people, it might take a longer time to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's the, what's the point in not being honest? It, it, it doesn't make any sense. You're just hiding something inside of yourself and masking it with, with, with untruths and, and disingenuous statements. Right. It's, it's not really very productive uh, in the long run. But the, the next part where it says honesty can restore faith and trust, um, restoring faith. So if restoring faith, and I know they were talking about the political campaign and the wider, you know, the politics in our nation and, and people in general, but how can we uh, bring this down to just our everyday life and how we deal with our friends, neighbors, uh, groups of people that we're working with, it, if honesty can restore faith and trust. So restore, I thought, was an interesting word that's used also. So that would assume there's some loss in faith and trust. Well, right right now there is. Right now there is. I mean, why, why would you trust the things that are coming out of the administration right now. They're, they're so disingenuous in the, the statements they make. They could go a long way towards restoring faith in America and their, our government if they said things that were more accurate and truthful. But they hide. They, they I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. They, they just don't tell the truth. Right. And this is making me think that in order to restore uh, faith and and trust that it depends on how much um, dishonesty there has been. So if there's been how many years, four years, right, of, of it, then it does, does it would make sense that it would take longer. It would take more honesty or for somebody to have faith in you. So let's let's think like in terms of, of a friendship or a relationship between two people and one person has not been honest for a long time, then how long do you think it would take the other person to start to trust them again, right? It's probably twice as long. You, you probably would take twice as long to restore faith and trust in somebody if you had repeatedly lied to them mm -hmm. for X amount of time. It would probably take twice that long right? So to, if, to restore that. Right. So if we were going to put this into some sort of formula, because, uh, that first, those first few efforts to be honest would not even be believed, right? <laughs> so then, so they're, they're not going anywhere, right? They're hitting a brick wall. There's so much damage that has been done f by prolonged dishonesty that it takes so long to correct that. Oh, ab absolutely. I mean, once, once your faith and, and, and trust in somebody is destroyed, it, it's very difficult to get it back. Yeah, it is. You know, and this uh, leads me to this last part of the description in the PFA 
document, internally and externally, our effort will be characterized by fidelity to the truth. Well, fidelity to the truth means being honest, but uh, it's pointed out that it should be internally and externally, meaning what, within the, the team and the way that they act outside of the team? Uh, why would it be important to to do it internally and externally? See, I, I interpreted that differently. No, that's I fine. Think that it's I want to know it, that that it that it's that it's it's your internal truth and your external truth. You know, because if if you're lying to yourself and you're you know then speaking from that point of view, it's you know you're just destroying everything. And if you're if you if you are you know the truth on the inside and you're lying on the outside you you're betraying yourself you're not betraying anybody else you're betraying your own truth can you talk more about what you mean by if you're lying to yourself do you mean about how well, i mean about about anything like you you think to yourself that the people that are that are listening to outside sources telling them that, you know, this, this whole thing that's going on now in the world is, it's not really happening. It's not that big of a deal. Are, do they really believe that? Or do they know the truth inside? And then they're just spitting these words out that, that don't make any sense. That's a, that's an excellent point. Uh, so uh, in a sense, part of that could be in denial. Uh, that would be one level, yeah. right? Or, or something more disingenuous or more malevolent. Also, if you had yeah. uh, some sort of other uh, other agenda that was more important to you, that you know, and sometimes it's subconscious, sometimes it's conscious. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's and it's really hard to figure out whether that's conscious or unconscious coming from this administration. <laughs> uh, it's hard not to talk about that, right? It's, so <laughs> it is. It is. Um, one thing I wanted to say about the the internal and external truth is that the one of the things that drew me to to Pete and this campaign was that when I saw him for the first time, I saw his announcement from South Bend. I wasn't there, but I, I watched it. And I saw his entire heart on display when he spoke. And it just drew me in and said, get off your butt and do something for this man because we need him. And, and he, his, the amount of truth that comes out of that one person could change the world. So in his, he is showing the internal honesty right? That he is... He's showing internal and external. There is nothing... I have never heard a disingenuous word come out mm -hmm. of that man's mouth. And I think that's why so many of, of us wanted to do whatever we could to help. And that's why we're, yes. we're continuing to, to help. Whenever he calls yeah, us, we're and, ready, right? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. The recurring theme I hear from people is, you know, I was never, ever involved in politics or did anything for a campaign ever. And this man is why I did it. And he was showing the rules of the road, right? 
everything. I mean, if you read down the rules of the road, that that's like a, a bibliography of Pete. Right. And uh, we say hashtag be like Pete. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, now I have to get exactly. to some difficult questions. So what about telling the, tr the the kind of truth that actually hurts, that is hurtful? Well, that might be the most important truth of all, don't you think? D I guess it depends on what how it hurts, right? Do you think? Yeah, but I don't know. It if it's the, you know, yes, you'd look fat in those jeans, that probably... <laughs> That probably doesn't need to be said, <laughs> right? No. See, yeah, there there have to be some small parameters for things that are just going to hurt somebody's feelings for no reason. Hard truths are probably the hardest. You know, like say you're you're a, a young person and you're you're involved with somebody and you decide that you know they're just not the one for you. You still love them and you care about them a great deal, but you have to break up with them and go, you know, off on your own. That's a hard truth. Correct. But it's, and it's, it's, it's hard at first, but it's, it's going to be the best. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. It, it's productive. It's, it, it gets you both to move forward out of where you are. Right. So, so that's, that's a hard, hard for people to do. And that's where they might be doing some little white lies or. Yeah. Uh, my next question was about if you just omit the truth, it, but you're not really lying, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, is that is that okay to do? I suppose that it's the situation again, right? Right, it's a situational thing. Um, yeah, if you're gonna, if if somebody says to your kid, "Oh, well, Santa Claus is coming," and 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 you don't believe in Santa Claus or whatever, and you don't correct them. That's one thing, but it, you know, so you're, you're, you're omitting the truth, but you're not, you know, hurting anybody by doing that. I don't know. I can't think of a better. No, 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 that's true. So it all, it's all con contextual, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if, so we have to think about what you're working on or what um, you're trying to do. So with a team or on a campaign, there are a lot of things that you don't really need to say, right? Because it's going to hurt and it's not, doesn't, doesn't really matter for what you're trying to work on. But if it's something yeah. where um, it's important to the outcome, important for the relationship, uh, then it wouldn't be good to omit it. Yeah. Well, and, and overall, people should try to tell the truth under most circumstances. Right. But th there are times when it's, you know, well, just keep it to yourself. Why? Well, why is it hard for some people? <laughs> to tell the truth? <laughs> now, I'm, I, I have a, a reputation in my family. I'm overly honest. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. I mean, I don't, I don't tell things like, you know, your jeans don't look good on you, that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm very honest about I can't lie. I don't, it's really hard for me to lie. But some people have no so you trouble. Have no, you have no poker face. You have no poker face. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know why. A truth is hard for some people. Um, and it could be habit. It could be, it's, you know, there's a lot going on with people that we don't know what their past experience has been. We don't know any what trauma or challenges that they're facing. I don't know. I might be making too much of an assumption here that, you know, if you per, perhaps you, if you don't, if you're not in a good place emotionally, 
um, that in your life, if you've had a lot of challenges that you might have used, been, been dishonest because that's what you needed to do to survive. This, this is true. You know, a lot of people that have rough childhoods or, or, you know, turn to unwise choices when they get older, tell little white lies or just do not tell the truth because they need to survive. Right. So, um, which makes me think, oh, if somebody's lying to me, can I forgive them? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's, that's, you know, that's a betrayal of your trust. If you find out that they've lied to you, it's hard to get that back. Well, I, I will say that if it's a new relationship with someone, it would be an indicator that it's our friendships. It's probably not going to work out. You know, uh, there's going to be a real mismatch for me, and I might not nurture that relationship. It would, it would be a warning to me. You know, and that's where it's Yes, hard. it is. Yeah. So, well, let's big, go. Big red flag. <laughs> red flag. But yeah. we definitely need it in politics honesty is to, to, to make any progress for working together and working as a team teamwork teamwork is the next rule we want, we want to think about how would you define teamwork well a simple explanation would be that it is a group of people you know more than more than one person two people or more working together for a goal whether it's you know Teamwork is moving the furniture out of your house to another house or uh, working to get somebody elected or, you know, any, any kind of thing that more than one or two people do together is teamwork. Right. Working as a team. Working as a team. Team Pete. Oh, which I thought <laughs> there are a lot of us on the team and we still feel like we're on the team, even, even though Pete's no longer... Uh, in the race, and we have a nominee now, but we still have that identity, that group identity. I'm going to well, read. We do. Uh, yes, and now I'm going to read the description from PFA. We are all working in service of our country and to elect a president who will represent our values and make American lives better. In moments of disagreement, the temptations of pride and ego will arise. Rooted in our mission, let our common purpose be a touchstone as we foster a climate of trust and mutual respect. I know that was a lot there, but I'm going to sparse it out here. And starting with at the beginning, it's interesting that it starts out with a cautionary aspect, the temptations of pride and ego. And I think this is brilliant because, yeah, we can all, we all know what it's like. Like you say, that uh, we work together to do, achieve a common goal. So, you know, for working on a campaign or everything that, hey, you guys, uh, warning that you might have some problems with your pride and ego. What do you think? How does that get in the way of teamwork? Well, I can see that it gets in the way of teamwork on other teams. I, I never really recognized that as part of Team Pete or PFA. I, I didn't notice pride and ego. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have seen other campaigns where there is lots of ego, lots of egos that need to be stroked all the time. Mm -hmm. And that makes it difficult for them to get across a unifying message because it's not about 
you. It's about all of us. Oh, and so it's almost like a, um, if if you're really working as a team, if one person thinks, hey, look at me, I'm doing the best job, is it still a team? <laughs> or is no. it is it like, <laughs> right? No, absolutely not. That person thinks that they are better than the rest of the team and and they need to be applauded and and you know congratulated all the time. You are all working towards one goal. We were all working towards getting Pete elected. That was the most important thing. That was the goal. It wasn't about you. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about you know anybody else on the team. It was about working together. And so when you see somebody who is it, it's dysfunctional, right? It's very dysfunctional in the team to have some somebody trying to get all the attention or or wanting, um, you know, showing their pride. And the the last sentence here is: Let our common purpose be a touchstone as we foster a climate of trust and mutual respect. So the common purpose was so important for for Team Pete. I think we all bought into the common purpose two hundred percent. And I, oh, absolutely! I mean, so so that even if I I I might have been envious of someone, like I'd see what oh look at that person, what they're doing, and I'd think oh you know I should be doing that, or that person is you know doing too much. That person's an overachiever. Come on, Lauren, did you ever think that? No, because um, you were one of the overachievers. Anyway, but but then I'd step back and go, you know what? There's lots of room for us to all be doing things. So uh, we just want to get it done. But every once in a while, I would think to myself, okay, I'm not good at uh, canvassing. I'm not good at talking to strangers. I'm not good at walking up to somebody's house and saying, you know, giving them my spiel about, oh, this is, you know, this is Pete and he's great and all this. And, but then everybody else was doing that. And I was a little envious of their ability to do it. But there are lots of jobs to do. Everybody doesn't have to be doing everything all the time. You know, split it up. Oh, and I had that feeling with our Minnesota group. There were a lot of people who were really talented in things that I wasn't talented in. And mm-hmm. it, that, <laughs> that was a real eye opener when you, when you see, when you're with all these people who are really talented and like details, planning, um, even like our state fair booth uh, constructing. I thought, oh, you know what? I, I, I thought I could paint. I knew I couldn't build. But then, you know, <laughs> but then I thought I could paint. And then then everybody else is a better painter than I am. But, you know, I, I guess I can do a podcast and I can travel around and meet people. So I found my, I found my, what I could do. <laughs> you found your comfort zone, which you're good at. And by the way, that was a great booth. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, I wish you could have seen it in person. <laughs> I mean, too. But it was yeah. beautiful. From everything I saw, you guys did a fantastic job with that. That was, that was a good example of teamwork. And um, I, I was a cheerleader type. And I, I, oh, I actually did work at the booth. So it took all, all kinds of talent and skill to make it happen. Right. So the common purpose, back to that common purpose, right? We know we had to get that done. And the thing about the purpose with a deadline really has a lot to do with it, I think. Um, So we had a really tight deadline, which means people are going to be fired up and just because the deadline adds to the purpose. And for the Pete campaign, we had a deadline, right? Iowa. And I mean, that's why we had so many people in Iowa just canvassing it for Minnesota. It's uh, very easy for us just to drive down there. And we were just focused. 
so hard on helping Iowa. And, uh, you know, it worked. Pete won Iowa. It worked. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. How many times? Yeah. Seven? Eight? Right. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if they did a recount again, he'd still win. So <laughs> He'd still win. If for the next 30 years, he'd still win. <laughs> but it really makes me think that, that having a time frame for the purpose helps get people fired up. But it, it can't be an artificial timeline, right? If your boss tells no, you, you just have to get something done. Has, yeah. Yes, it has to be a deadline. You have to get this done in this amount of time. Go to it. And it's reality. And we'll be working on the next one, which is November yeah, coming up in November because that's a hard deadline. I just don't know. Are we gonna make it to November? That's the question. Yeah, are we still gonna be here? Yeah, we're still gonna be here. We're just taking. A, we have to rest up, right? We have to rest up. Recharge our batteries. Well, in a way, I feel. I kind of feel like okay, I am <laughs> pulling back just a little bit, but uh, I think we will regroup and we'll have to to you know do whatever we can, especially closer to the time. And anything we're called to do in the meantime, too. Well, anything that anything you ask TMP to do, they can do. So there's no problem there. No problem at all. No problem at all. Well, the the teamwork uh, ending of that is that the common purpose is a touchstone as we foster climate, a climate of trust and mutual respect. So trust and mutual respect. So respect was the first rules of the road. Of course, rule of the road. Uh, all these, all these rules are interrelated, and somehow I, I want somebody to write their, uh, you know, a dissertation on this, on how they're all related. But uh, so as a team. It seems rather important that you would trust your teammates and you would respect them. And how, how do you feel that's important for for achieving the, the team's goals? Well, I think that all starts from the top. You know, uh-huh. I don't think any of us ever had any doubt what Pete's purpose was. His purpose was to change hands in the White House. That was it. That's what he wanted to do. He needed a new, we need a new form of government, a new way of trusting our government. And that's what he wanted to do. And we were all behind him. Uh, Win the era. Hashtag win win the era. So we trusted them. So did we trust each other? So what you were saying, it comes from the top and also the way that he treats people. And treated the yeah. staff and just we could see like, okay, if we see the PFA team, see how they're working together. And, and, and they were great. The, everybody on, the, on PFA was, was open and honest and welcoming. It, it, there was really no division. If you were in a room with staff, there was no division between us as volunteers and them as staff. It, everybody was working together for one purpose. And that was an important feeling, and that goes to belonging, too, from what I talked about in the last episode with Absolutely. Paula. That made us all feel as if we belonged. Mm-hmm. You belonging know, it was the, teamwork. The, the most welcoming group of people I have ever encountered in my life. Yeah, I kept telling people, like, I've met, you know, Mike Schmuel, the, I've met Liz Smith, you know, the top campaign oh, people, and oh, they were I'm so sure. friendly. Right. Mm-hmm. Just very welcoming. And, and I mean, they could have been like, I don't know why I thought they would have been more standoffish, but 
you because would... because you're probably looking at it from the point of view of other candidates and other campaigns mm-hmm. in previous history. Yeah. You know, would 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 Obama's uh, campaign staff has been as open and honest and welcoming mm-hmm. to the common volunteer as this one was? You know, it, it, it you can't really judge unless you were part of that campaign. And so it makes the team wider than just the campaign staff as a team. And then, oh, the volunteers would be a separate team, right? Because I think that's mm-hmm. what's happened But um, with in, in previous campaigns. But instead of having them be separate, that we're all part of one. It and, was one big team. Mm-hmm. And especially when, you know, volunteers would just have these great ideas for things they could do in the grassroots level. Like, hey, just go for it, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Same, we have the same purpose. And, and, and they actively asked for ideas from volunteers for right. like fundraising and, think, and stuff. It, it, right. it was, it was key. And part of it is that of course, just starting out with, a uh, no name recognition and, you know, and you didn't no have a war money. chest, right? So part of it, they, they had to rely on us, but I think it was, it, well, they, they found there was a benefit to because of so so much creativity out there that that you can tap yeah i i actually think that it was a plus for them starting with nothing and nobody but four people in a room and just broadcasting it across the country because we literally got every state in the union engaged in this right and it wasn't people from everywhere like fifty thousand volunteers yep Oh, yeah. So, and we're still sitting here. <laughs> we're still ready. <laughs> waiting for the call. <laughs> waiting for the call. <laughs> oh, I love, I love talking about these things because you think, I think I know what teamwork and truth is, but when you really start to, you know, discuss it more deeply, you've come up with so many different aspects that you hadn't thought of before. Right. And everybody has their own ideas about it. And I really like how you, the internal, external uh, for honesty, that you thought of it internally, which, you know, it's probably what was intended. And I was thinking, oh, inside the team, which is, which is true, too. The honesty, like, how, how do honesty, uh, truth, and teamwork go together? And I think that it's tied together with the trust and respect, right? Um, if you are honest with the team and um, you can work well together, if you, that, that builds trust, right? Yeah. And, and, and mutual respect. You know, I, I respect everybody that was a campaign staffer and I fully expect that they also respected us all as volunteers because we were all working together as a team. Yeah. I felt that respect. Definitely that that respect and the respect is, and the belonging and uh, being honest is important for the the teamwork. Everything's all wrapped up. It is. And that's what, that was the feel good, right? And that just made us all feel like whatever we were doing was important. And it brought us all joy. Mm -hmm. And also that being on a team, also that, um, that common bond that you have with the other people, that's something that we're going to share, you know, you know, for, I think we had such a deep, bond in our commitment. And those of us, many of us were really giving our all 
and traveling if we could and, you know, making phone calls and doing whatever we could. So we were involved pretty deeply. It seems like those those bonds of friendships that have been formed, that, that they will stick around for a while um, compared to compared to if you were just working on something where it wasn't. Well, this was emotional. You've got it. It, it was hard. <laughs> March 1st was hard. Um, because, March, March 1st was probably one of the most difficult days. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because, well, because we're such a strong team, right? And we're working, working, working. And then all of a sudden, what do we do? And uh, so that's part of it, too, is when you think of your identity, right? I have this strong identity identity with this team and with this person. And then for it to suddenly stop, then it's it's the loss, right? But it's also what's that, that part of my identity. Is that gone now? But that's why on Twitter we were all, you know, we're still Team Pete forever. And that was important for people to feel that that wasn't that part, that, that feeling of, of group identity wasn't going to be, be over. It's, it's, it's hard, hard for some people. I think some people couldn't really stick around. It was just too painful as far as it, on Twitter. It, it is. And, and I, I understand that it was painful. I mean, we were working for Pete literally up until the minute that he dropped. You yes, know, I, I was, was in South Carolina. Uh, I was doorknob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were. Yeah. So, and to keep working and working, but now we want something else to work on. And, um, with we do. When, when the era, when the era pack. Yeah. As soon as we just, the, the, I'm sure we would already be doing things, but with our social isolation right now, because of the virus, uh, everybody's home. Well, if they could just give us something to do from our homes right mm-hmm. now, we would all be doing it because we do need to win this era. Yes. We need to win the air. And I'm so glad that I get to win the air with you, Lauren, and that I do keep just, I get to see you on, on Twitter, grandmas for Pete. You are so much fun. Oh, and thank that's, you. that's the I'm, joy. That's, that's the last, that's the last rule I'll be talking about, but we, we feel joy. We do. We do. And, and the, the, the lifelong friendships that we as a group have made over the last, what was it? A year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unbelievable. And most, most of those friendships were formed having never seen each other. Online. Online. Yeah, that's, yeah I know Twitter's got a lot of, uh, a lot of negative qualities, <laughs> but, <No>. <laughs> but there's, the, there's a lot of positive too, because that's just, this is called Twitter Travels. These, uh, everyone I'm talking to um, are people I've met on Twitter. So there are That's a lot awesome. of uh, beautiful things. And well, the Twitter algorithm, you can cultivate it so that you only get to, you can be in your bubble if you just respond to things you like and people you like, and that's all they're going to feed you. <laughs> yeah, see, that's my problem is that sometimes I don't respond to people that, uh, that I like. I respond to people that I don't like. <laughs> right. And I because... have to listen to what Chaston says and leave hate sit alone. Okay, but you can't resist being honest, right? No, and honesty yeah. is a rule of the road, so uh-huh. or truth. Yes, so you have to, uh, you have to do it in a productive way, though. <laughs> but, yeah, well, sometimes I'm not that productive, but I do point out when people are not honest. Mm-hmm. 
because there is a lot of disinformation out there, which is part of the problem that we had with this campaign. Uh, yeah, we weren't putting out disinformation. There no, was disinformation you know. being put out about. The, yes. And, and that's infuriating. And, and it's like whack-a-mole because every time you whack one, another one shows up. Well, and that will keep going. That will keep happening, right? Because the yeah. other campaigns are not following the rules of the road. Happening <laughs> as we speak. Happening yes. as we speak. So that's right. That we, we have to, even though other people aren't doing it, we have to continue. Right. Yes. And that's why uh, we've got to keep these rules of the road alive and uh, keep working on it and still win the era. Thank you so much for talking to me today, oh, for having this wonderful discussion about truth and teamwork. And I will see you online. OK. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Twitter Travel's Rules of the Road. I hope it inspired you.